All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lineball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for episode 281, none other than internationally known incredible, incredible Elena Cardone. Thanks so much for taking the time, Elena. It's an honor and a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having me today. Super exciting. Oh, this is great. And, and again, behind the scenes, uh, there were some technical difficulties on my end, Elena. So if, if the audience saw things getting live and off live, it was on my end. Apologies all over me here. Uh, but the show continues. Third time's the charm, as they say, Elena. So thank you so much for uh, understanding. Uh, I do want to dive into the series of questions. Everybody out there, Elena, to get to know you as a person, a professional, the journey and the story of your life that you've been through and anything that you can share. Uh, so let's just go with the first question, which is telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Now, I'll put a disclaimer. If somebody is tuning into this and they've been living under a rock for the past who knows how many years, uh, you're welcome. Elena is incredible. But Elena, let's hear your origin story, kind of where you came from, what got you into the business and what led you up into today? Okay, so kind of a long story. I don't know where where you want me to take it back from. As far back, as far back as you want to go. I really want to hear it all. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Well, I was born in Madrid, Spain. You want to go that far back? Yes. Huh? Yeah. All right. I was born in Madrid, Spain as an American citizen on Spanish soil. My mother worked for the American embassy. Mm. I left there when I was one year old. So I never learned Spanish, unfortunately, because my parents were American. Although they spoke Spanish, it was American Spanish. So when we moved back to the United States, I didn't grow up hearing it in my ear. Now I'm trying to learn it and it's a catastrophe. I don't know. It's, it's not, that is not my strong suit, languages. But from uh, the, so I, I, I was reared in New Orleans from one until 17 years old. At 17, I moved to Los Angeles by myself. Oh. I didn't know anyone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I left New Orleans because I, I mean, <laughs> situations, I'm, 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 that was the fast forward. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, the, you know, an incident that occurred that, that I chose to self medicate to get through. So there was excess alcohol, drug usage from 14 to 17, um, hanging out with the wrong people, going nowhere in life. Um, a lot of my friends were dying, you know, car accidents, suicide, being so drunk and falling off of a balcony. Like, unreal. it was just overdose. Like it was just one thing at, from 14 to 17 was very traumatic years for me. So at 17, I said, I got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, I want to make a life for myself. So I went to LA. My, okay. parents, my parents were like, wait a minute, we don't want you to get, uh, what's it called? Um, peer pressured. They oh, were no. like, we don't want you to get peer pressured. And we're so afraid. And I sat him down at the table. I was like, name it, name a drug, name what, whatever you're so afraid of. Cause I've been there, done that. Hate to tell you. Wow. 
and I'm leaving this situation to, to go improve my life now. So I'm going to do it with your support or not with your support. And of course they supported me. Sure. And uh, so from 17 until 30, I worked as an, as an actress, a model. Um, I worked as a server and uh, two places. Um, at 30 years, I'm fast forwarding now. Um, at 30 years old, I, I married Grant Cardone, which I was this self-proclaimed independent, powerful woman, never depend on a man for anything. So I, I didn't think I wanted a family. I was indoctrinated from, I don't know what society probably hmm. to believe that. And I thought if I had a family, I was somehow not important or valued as a woman. Like that was a disgrace to, to, to be a mom, just a mom. Hmm. So, I mean, now I've done a complete 180 on my thinking process clearly, but, um, but at the time it was, it was very difficult for me to wrestle with those demons in my head. Hmm. Um, but I finally was able to overcome those challenges and marry a man and depend on a man and have him depend on me and collaborate in a marriage wow. um, to reach heightened levels of success together. And that took, we've been together over 20 years, but we've been married for 19. We have two girls now. So, and it's been amazing. And I've grown so much as a woman and I'm more empowered today, uh, depending on a man and being a mom than I was, uh, because there's strength in numbers and there's strength in a team. And I have, uh, an army of support behind me and the facade that you can, anyone can do it all by themselves is uh it's 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 designed to keep you small because no one's ever built an empire alone wow. it's impossible i can i can do 100 percent on my own i can you know grant says this all the time you can do anything but you can't do everything so and i and i know that to be true so the point and the whole purpose of my marriage with him other than what i get from him that i get from no one else which is intimacy and love and and romance and and that stuff but the the purpose of us as a unity is for him to reach his hundred percent and for me to reach my hundred percent i'm interested in supporting him showing active interest in the success of him to help him reach his his goals and his dreams i'm interested in heightened levels of success hmm. to the the this area because you're going to do whatever you can do on your own. I maxed out on my own. I mean, I can only do so much. Sure. And Grant came in and it's not pretty. It's not always pretty. It wasn't always handholding. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned from him and the challenges that I've been forced to look at uh, because of a man in my life, like the thing that I thought I was never supposed to like depend on or need, happened to be the one to push me to achieve my goals and my dreams. And so as I've been in this relationship with him, I realized I didn't know when I got married what a marriage was. I thought it was monogamy and we love each other. So be in love. I didn't know that love is actually for me. The greatest act of love is is helping somebody achieve their goals and their dreams because nothing makes me happier 
than when I'm achieving my goals and my dreams. So when he helps me achieve my goals and my dreams, I'm in love with him. I stay in love with him. People ask me all the time, what's a successful marriage? And most people say communication. Obviously you need communication, but for me it's, dude, you helped me achieve my goals and my dreams and I got you. I got your back, I'm fortified. I will fight to the end of the world for you because I learned and then we can move on. Yeah. But I learned early on in our marriage when I had given up a lot of things. I was um, I, I rebuilt '60s hot rods, so I was I was in a shop with dudes. I was ranked tenth in California for sporting clay shotguns, so I hung out with dudes. You know, I just I was always a tomboy. I always related with dudes in my younger era. Now I relate more to women. But back then, um, when I got married to Grant, I, I gave up shooting, not because he asked me to, but I didn't think it was appropriate to go shooting with my squad of men every single weekend, which was my life or rebuild my hot rods with a bunch of dudes when now I'm like going to be married to a guy, right? So I quit a lot of things that were giving me purpose and passion and fulfillment. And when I shoot, I'm, I'm like in another universe and hitting targets and I'm, I'm a mentally challenging circumstances. It feels good to, to be able to hit targets. And especially I was an actress at the time when I'm not winning in that area and I'm winning on the gun range. Like I like to win, you know? So I gave that up and what ended up happening in the beginning of our marriage was, and I was used to being the hot, I had a 65 Chevelle Malibu RSSS that I fricking rebuilt myself Beautiful. in my 20s. And I was an actress. I had guys like, you know, like the, the chick is a dude and I, they all and I was cool. So, sure. you know, they it was there was no shortage of choices. So I'm now married in the beginning of my marriage. Uh, you know, Grant had a twin brother who lived 10 houses away. Asked me how I know that. Oh, because I counted. <laughs> and, you know, in the very beginning of our marriage, they wanted to play Xbox together all the time. So I'm newly married and Grant's not coming home until after 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, what is going on? Wow. I, I, I mean, I lost my mind. I'm like, I made a very big mistake. I was right. I never should have gotten married. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I just did some self-reflecting and made it not mean that he doesn't love me or doesn't want to be with me. It just means he's having fun with his brother. And mm -hmm. I really looked at, wow, I'm, I'm depending. And this, this might not be the good depending part. Sure people are referring to. So, but I depended on him or I was, I was, demanding of him to come home and fulfill me and make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I realized that is a really horrible, evil thing to do to somebody because no matter what he did, even if he would have played by my rules at that time, I would have found something else to destroy him about because I wasn't fulfilling my own goals and purposes and dreams. Mm -hmm. And it, so I, I decided that day I'm going to fulfill myself to be better for him and us. I'm gonna become such a massive asset to him that he will never not want to be around me. So I did self-enhancement. I didn't make him wrong. I didn't go to the bars, which I was tempted to do. Sure. And like go 
flirt and, you know, and be with my girlfriends and trash talk. I didn't do any of that. I did all this self-enhancement of what do I need to learn and what do I need to know about business and entrepreneurial skills and how do I understand how I can fit in this relationship to make it work. And I worked on myself. I spent hours and hours, but what that did is it made me feel good about myself. I felt competency and confidence and I was, I was learning and I, I just felt so good. I was skilling up and and I became the joke now, ironically, is, is I became so much of an asset. And, uh, you know, now with the kids, not so much anymore, but when they were little, right, there was kids and 24-7 and Grant and 24-7 and I need you here and there and the this and the that, that the, the, the horrendous reversal was now I'm like, wow. please. God, somebody give him an Xbox for Christmas, please <laughs> give the man an Xbox, you know, like, so that's the irony of it all. So that's it in a nutshell. Now I'm all about three things, women empowerment, protecting children and restoring the family unit on the planet because it's in ruin. And because I've done a 180, I just, for all the people out there that can relate to me, um, I, I, I feel I'm obligated since I've hit massive targets in my life to be an open book, to expose and not hide behind the curtains, no matter how difficult that can be sometimes, because, you know, whatever, you got to be tough enough to take a hit and strong enough to deliver a blow. Um, but I'm willing to do that because I want to fast track, especially women, but not just women, but especially women, I want to fast track their way to success because what I've learned, uh, there wasn't social media, there wasn't a way, there was no woman behind the man that was exposing all of what it takes to create a life like this. So I want to be able to help all the other little girls out there that are just like me that don't think they're supposed to be here. Wow. You are, you're a powerhouse and, um, and, and that's why I'm, I do what I do today. Elena, that was the most incredible timeline intro, period. I, I love the detail, the storytelling, and just really getting inside your heart and your head with that. I, I want to take you back because you had, you had chaptered over so many incredible things that I want people to know a little bit more. I'm curious. So into that time frame, at a young age, you made a decision to, to move to Los Angeles. What about acting and or Hollywood got you excited about that? And what were you thinking at that time? Well, from a very young age, uh, my father always wanted to be a radio star. He's no longer alive. Um, he was 90 when he passed away six or seven years ago now. Um, he was a World War II veteran, so the acting or whatever that was, I think was in my blood. He was also a world champion shooter. So I think that's also in my blood. Wow. He never did that for whatever reason. Um, so that that was there. We had that, that understanding of that artistic nature. Mm -hmm. um, when, so I have always, I never thought I was smart in school. I've always been a visionary. I'm a creative um, 
so I felt like I was made to fit in a box and um, so I was all I, I always visualize and, uh, and and school was not it didn't work for me I was good in school because I could memorize but I felt stupid I was put in the lower reading class um, so I didn't think I really was smart, to be wow. honest. And so when I was 14 years old, um, we, we were a very middle class family. Mm -hmm. um, I, I never went hungry, but we were always stressed out about where's the next paycheck coming from, like not paycheck, because my mom had a job, but where's the, it was month to month is what I'm sure. trying to say. So, so I went to, uh, high school, which was very different than my private all Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade, I transitioned into kind of a very rough high school uh, because it was inexpensive and sure. I didn't want to be a burden financially on my parents. So I went to this school, it was very rough. <laughs> Mick Maine, look it up. I think little Wayne went there. Uh, I know for sure he did, but I'm older. I was there first. Oh, there you anyway, go. Um, so I went to this school. It was, it was, it was a challenge. Um, and then I found out about a program called um, NOCA, the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, where you could take acting. So I Very thought, cool. okay, I can escape this school and only go to this school for a half a day and then leave that school and go to this other school where I took all the electives. So it would break down my time at the school for the halfway mark. So I was okay. like, boom, acting, I auditioned, I got in. Wow. So then as, you know, as the, as I realized I've got to get out of out of New Orleans because I was not on a good path there. Sure. I thought, well, what can I do? I can't work in an office. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm not going to be. A, I can't be a lawyer. I can't study. You know, I can't. I, I don't want to be a doctor. Like, what am I going to do? And so I, I was like, well, let me go try to be an actress or a model because wow. honestly, I didn't. So, so that was really uh, a vehicle that I used to escape. I yeah. escaped high school. I escaped New Orleans. It was my vehicle. Mm -hmm. But I thought that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And hey, if my life had turned out differently, maybe I would have loved it and been fulfilled by it. But I didn't really take responsibility for owning that role. And so in 2008, I made a decision, which was one of the hardest decisions I made, wow. which was um when the economy collapsed mm -hmm. and grant and i had been married for four years at that time i decided i'm trading in the acting career in order to trade up to this vision okay that i had of an empire and i said this is what i wanted to look like I'll, which is my life right now oh, and yeah. we played the lotto game Every day I made him play this lotto game because we were on the verge of losing everything financially. And um, I didn't want him to feel like a loser and scared. So I would say, what would you do if you had a billion dollars? And and he'd always have this like the, it would make him think bigger and it makes you feel so good like you like who who wouldn't take your call and if you got hung up on would it matter? And 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 so we played that game all the time. And um, anyway, that's what got me out of 
out of the acting when I realized I don't need to escape anymore. I just need to go all in on on us and my family and build an empire. Well, but I, I love that you use that as the the vessel, as you mentioned, and you know, with your father's background and and kind of the enjoyment that you had in that that world to go to Los Angeles and see other. And you've been in so many films, which is which is incredible in and of itself. I got to ask you this though, too, because I'm I'm kind of a nerd that way. I I love film and and along those lines. What would you say is kind of the highlight or the low light? I mean, if you basically, like, what was your favorite time while you were doing that? And what was kind of the, uh, I'm over this sort of feeling, if anything comes to mind? Um, let's see. Hi, you know, it's it's weird. I don't even have, like, a highlight. This is sad. Um, <laughs> you know why? Because at that time, that whole period when I was an actress, I was um, confused. Okay. Um. I was very hard on myself. I never thought I was good enough. I used to beat myself up. I couldn't watch myself. Wow. I was I was very conflicted at that time period. Um, I did enjoy making regular paychecks. I was on USA High for three years. We did 95 episodes, but I was miserable at that time too because I couldn't enjoy it. If If I was who I am now, and I got to redo my life, I would appreciate every single moment, but I'm a different human now. Okay. Now I've learned how to be my own best friend. I've, I've learned I'm, 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 I'm clean. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I, I don't hang out with toxic people. I did all of that back then. So even though I had moved to Los Angeles at 17, mm -hmm. I didn't fully um, like end the cycle of the pattern. I mean, it got better. It wasn't as crazy as New Orleans, but it was still there um, until I was around 28-ish, 28-ish. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so when I, in 2000 is the, so December 31st, 1999 was the last time I took ecstasy and I, I gave birth to, I've been, haven't touched anything, um, other than maybe some Novocaine and stuff like that. I don't, I gave birth to two children naturally. I just don't do drugs and my life has improved and my self-confidence and self-worth. And I've had to depend on myself to rise to the occasion, occasion, not depend on some stimulant to give me courage or to think I need something to be creative. I got rid of those blocks, you know? One of the things I loved from alcohol is be, it, it's a depressant by the way but you get full thinking that it's a stimulant in its first phases because what it does is it suppresses your inhibition so that you feel like you can be fun or alive or talkative or whatever it's false because wow. all of that is still there all of those mental blocks and insecurities are are still there at three o'clock in the morning when you're like passed out on a street somewhere or hung over or whatever, that all comes back and it's a depressant. So then you're depressed and then you're feeling worthless or whatever, especially if you compromised your integrity the night before or said something that you shouldn't have or started a fight or, you know, whatever the case may be, I don't do that anymore. So I'm, I'm 
I feel so good now with my life and, and I've really crawled out of the gutter pretty much. But Elena, and again, I can't thank you enough for sharing that part of your life and your story and your journey. And, and so many people, they, they look at professionals such as yourself at the pinnacle, the peak, at the, the highest you know, pedestal sort of scenario of accomplishments and think that not to mention that they have gone through tough times in their life too. And it's inspiring to really share that and to be open and honest with it and know that anything can be overcome. Uh, you know, with the attitude and the right mindset. But then you had mentioned Grant and you guys coming together and being supportive of one another. And I love the fact that when you mentioned marriage, yeah, communication's great, but it's really having somebody to uplift you, to bring you up and rise together and really show that love and support. And um, again, no one does it alone. And I, I agree with that statement. And it's just, it's it's so fascinating to the journeys and the forks in the road of life. And And you've gone down so many, I do want to talk to you about skeet and trap shooting, uh, you know, into that, into that realm. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that myself. Uh, not that I go on a regular basis, but, uh, you know, back in the day, I would enjoy that so much. And uh, so you had mentioned that your father was excellent. What, what was your thought when you got into that sport and ranked number 10 in California. That's huge. I mean, that's not easy for females. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what was that like? You know, what, what guy? Oh, I just remember going with my father to the range at a young age, shooting a 12 gauge, which, you know, it's pretty heavy equipment for a child. Right. Uh So I'd be, I was around 12, 13. And I just remember I had an, I started off really as a natural, Mm-hmm. Um, so I just remember having that attention from the guys there. I didn't see any other girls or women shooters yeah. and the, them being very impressive and impressed with me. And I liked that attention and that, um, you know, that I felt like I made my father proud. I know he always wanted boys. Sure. And so I was the youngest, I guess he made do, but, um, I liked that he was proud of me. I liked the outdoors. I, I just remember that experience being really great. Wow. And my godfather, um, who was my father's best friend, um, I had gone from doing really well and not competing to my godfather uh, called me and wanted me to compete in some celebrity, whatever event with him. Wow. And so I went to go compete in the event. It's a perishable sport. Um, And so I was terrible. I was abominable. And I remember he said to me, he was like, because he was mad because he was a competitor, right? And I get that, so am I. And he was like, I can't believe you're Bill Rosaya's daughter. I thought you were going to, you know, I thought you were going to be better than that. And Well, I told my father that my father was furious, but it, it lit a fire under my butt. And so I started, I was like, shocked. And so I went and hired the three time world champion. And I started to train and get really good at shooting. And that's, and I had just started my training journey when he entered me into the tournament, the, the, the real one, not just a celebrity tournament. My coach, the three-time Dan Reeves, uh, entered me into it 
and I had only been training about four or five months. I was competing with Olympic Unreal. girls and, and whatnot. And so when I ranked 10th out of all of the females in California, when I had just been a brand new shooter, it was a very big accomplishment and victory for me. But since wow. then, I've moved into three gun. I love three gun and I, I've competed in three guns. So I do pistol, um, tactical shotgun and um, rifle. Oh, that is the coolest. I, and, and Elena, I had no idea that that about you, which was super awesome to me. And and again, I just love the the energy, the excitement, the hand-eye coordination, the movement. And like you said, the competition into nature. And uh, there's just something about it, the camaraderie. And and uh, so that's that's just an incredible thing. And, and before we move on, I mean, again, I just I think your your life is so fascinating and just the the hobbies and the interests that you have and you've, the past you've gone down. So you mentioned hot rods. I mean, that, that where did you learn to work on them and where would that passion come from? I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother thing, too. Well, I've always loved muscle cars, 60s, um, hot rods in particular. Um, previous to Grant, probably the only good thing that came out of this boyfriend uh, was that he was from Detroit and he knew everything about cars and oh, he go. was an art director. So he was very meticulous to detail. Um, he was very creative and so um, I had had a hot rod. He came into the relation, like we, we met and then, and then that's where it started. Cause he knew how to do all the mechanics of that. So then I just hung out in, um, in basically in the garage with all these gearheads, mm -hmm. and, and, and they taught me everything and it was incredible. And, you know, he would, point to a car on the street and tell me, make me tell him what year it was. I'm, I'm only good with the 60s years, but I studied the year and when the fin came out, when we were going to the rocket and a round well versus a, a square wheel well or the smoker window or what years they were doing that. Anyway, I don't want to bore you with all of oh, that. Oh, you're not. No, this is no? awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, he would just quiz me on all of that stuff and, you know, I, I would never be wrong within off by two two years sometimes you just can't tell you know people change parts and stuff but sure. anyway that's that's where i had the love of it and that's where um you know i i learned strength and weaknesses back then uh i remember i was trying to change a tire on a 62 chrysler 300 okay. and it was very difficult for me with the strength to lift it up Wow. and then out and then try to get it up and onto the yeah lug nuts there and i couldn't do it and it was so frustrating to me i felt like such a girl and i felt so weak uh you know back then i had this confusion about women or whatever sure anyway um like it was something wrong but so i had to have the guys help me with the tire but then i realized all of the guys would come to me for trying to get into little crevices or where your hands can't fit you know they called me squirrel so they were like squirrel come over here and then i could do things that they were really struggling with and so i realized wow everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses so capitalize on your strengths and and um and and i could put things back together really fast because i would label every single part or uh, 
screw or or uh god i'm forgetting the names of everything now i feel like an old lady um the washer that's what i was thinking of even the washers you know because you think when you're taking apart oh i'll remember how this goes back together but you will be surprised that when you go to put it back together i could not figure it out so i would label every little thing and piece and so i could and they were just like how do you do that so I really learned to capitalize on my strengths as a female in a man's world. Sure. Well, in that I, circumstance. But but you mentioned that, Elena. And again, I, I'm asking these questions. One, they're, they're just absolutely fascinating and interesting, but it's it's kind of a window into your thought process and what you're learning and growing through into life. And you know, I think success leaves breadcrumbs, as they say. And and there's just so many pieces of your puzzle that have led you up to today that what you've gone through has evolved into the person that you are now and continue to be. So, so again, I, I love to understand the journey and the decision-making behind it and where the passions lie. Cause I think that there's a lot of reflection and insight that people can take into their own lives, why they're making decisions and what paths and journeys. And there's not one or right or wrong way. Um, I think it's the fact that you make your own and, and you kind of stick to that. You, you had mentioned, so in, into the storytelling into that you met Grant, um, where does it go from there? So after you guys came together, where does life take you next? What, what's the next chapter in progression from then to today? What's that storyline? Um, incredible. Uh, let's see. So we left off at, okay. So I made that decision to go all in on us. We were yep. on the verge of losing everything. I made him play the lotto game to really kind of visualize things. Beautiful. I really had to figure out my strengths and weaknesses uh, because for the first four years of our marriage, before I made that decision to trade in the career and really do behind the scenes operations, support him. I mean, I had the women's voices like wanting to kill me for supporting a man and being, you know, subservient or whatever I thought that would mean. Sure. But when I put all of that aside and really figured out my role based on strengths and weaknesses on how to create this empire, this vision, how do we get there? What does it take? What do I have to do? What are my strengths and weaknesses? Just like, you know, my little hands, you know, mm -hmm. Grant's strong and can put the tire on, but I can go and do this or that, or, you know, I can change a heater core. I can pull the whole front, you know, just stuff that's harder for guys with bigger hands. So anyway, I, I started to look at what are my strengths and weaknesses and how do we get there? And what is our role? And what do I get to be the boss of? Because prior to that, I was so busy trying to be woman, hear me roar, don't boss me while I'm being married that we were building independently all day and coming home and destroying because I was like, you don't tell me what to do because I have this woman army behind me that I can't let down who don't even exist. And so that was when I just said, you know what? I'm done listening to whatever this is in my head. I don't even know these people. Um, and I'm going and, and, and figure out the roles and what it would take. And then I just, we just did every, we used to meet every week and just say, when are we going to make it? When are we going to make it? What are we going to make it? We made tremendous amounts of sacrifices, a lot of hold hand, watch TV time, prove that we love each other time. We're like, no, we want to reach 8 billion people on planet earth. 
We want to hit a billion dollars. Why? Why a billion? Because it's a target that you can monitor in the physical universe that says we freaking hit it. And if and if the unintelligent dumb girl from New Orleans who never went to college can do it and Grant, who's like, you know, got scarred up faces from, you know, being in fights with drug dealers that tried to kill him, you know, anyone can do it. So, and, and, and if, and if Grant's materials that he was working out and developing and wanting to have other people reach financial freedom and legacy, like, wouldn't we have to hit a stratosphere so far beyond? I mean, who wants to just listen to a millionaire these days? That's terribly scary place to be in because they're scared and they don't listen to millionaires. They're scared and trying to hold on to money and they're afraid, like, don't do what they do. And they're all over Instagram. But anyway, we had to hit a target to say, yes, you, you might not like Grant's delivery. You might not like my delivery, but you can't fight the stats. You can't argue that we know something that maybe you don't know that we could help you fast track your way to success don't you think we've learned how to read red flags don't you think we've known how to not get in business with the wrong people that destroy your empire because they get destroyed from within i don't care about my haters because i can identify them i can explore tactics on how to handle them it's the ones within that destroy that you don't know because they're just your friends or just trying to help Anyway, my success, our success, the plane, all of these are trophies and symbols to say we've done enough things right and avoided enough wrong things to make and create. This life has been created. It is very intentional. We walked a specific path. We were arm in arm. It wasn't always easy made tremendous sacrifices like i said this tv hand whole time which now 20 years later after we've hit the targets we're going back and 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 doing that more but we sacrificed all that every single moment was how do we how do we win and hit these targets so that we can make a difference for more people like it wasn't just about us it was we had to do that in order to do bigger stuff and that's the journey of where we're at now is how do we make real impact and really create legacy and help more people and reach 8 billion people. I'm not, I'm not going to do it on my own. I have to influence or help or empower another woman or, or I have to have Greg have me on his podcast so somebody out there might hear something that goes, oh, and changes the trajectory of their life. And then they spread it because you know what? When people are winning, they're not hating. Ugh. So, and so if we can go create enough people winning, maybe we have a chance with this planet to reverse some of this damage that's being manufactured by these companies and industries that have an agenda to keep us at war with each other. They have an agenda to keep black against white, Palestine against Israel, uh, man against woman. These are agendas of the people in power that don't want us to be strong, that don't want us to be fortified, that don't want us to know, that don't want us to build an empire so that we can be dumb and controlled and arguing and fighting and hating each other because we're not winning rather than like, you know what, there's there's enough to go around for every one of us to flourish and prosper. And only evil people 
uh, you know, don't want to see the success of mankind. Elena, that was that was beautiful on so many different notes. And again, just taking us through the the partnership and empire building nature that you have with your significant other and really just is distilling that legacy through your children and through all the people on this planet that you impact. And I I, I love that you called out the millionaires. Um, everybody is a, a millionaire, multimillionaire. Uh, guru. There's so many different people to take advice from and listen to and Instagram celebrities. Uh, what I love about you, Elena, is you walk the talk. You've been there, you've done that, you bought the t-shirt and then some. And look at the life journey that you just shared with us in the short period of time. And I know there's so much that wasn't shared. And I think ultimately people just need to understand that you got to surround yourself with great people, people that want to uplift and help and share and guide and along the way grow together. And uh, that's why it's just incredible that you took the time to be on the show today. But I, I know you got a bunch of things going on, Elena, and I, I want to make sure that we touch on them. So um, you are heavily involved into to real estate and investing. And I, obviously, when you had mentioned billions, uh, you're, you're in that category, uh, which is absolutely incredible. But uh, when it comes down to the real estate side of it on the residential side, uh, can we talk about uh, joining the 10X Empire, kind of what that's all about and kind of the, the story behind that? Yeah, so yeah, that, 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 I don't, that's ironic that you said that because that is the link, join10xempire.com. Um, so I became a realtor. It's kind of a long story, but it was because uh, Grant was going to do uh, a collaboration with EXP Realty and... Okay. Um, and it, the, they did it, the founder did not know how that would work since Grant is not a realtor. So I raised my hand behind the scenes. Do you need me to become the realtor to facilitate this deal? I thought it was going to be a behind the scenes thing that I do that maybe I have a little chip on my shoulder. I don't know where I feel. Okay. Maybe another thing I'm going to be unacknowledged for, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, I so I got my real estate license in 21 days. I passed on the first try. This is something very big for somebody that comes from still thinking. Not anymore, really, because now I know how to study. But, you know, that that would have been a very big deal to me a long time ago. So I did that. I thought that was it. Uh, but I found out that this model, the platform that they use is really incredible because the the realtor has the opportunity to not just earn commissions but earn equity ownership and stocks and i understand uh what it takes to create wealth which isn't earned income it's passive income even though stocks are are not like a passive income there's a leveraged income meaning the revenue share too so stocks you get equity ownership that's important you get to own a piece of your company from these uh, awards and then the leverage where I have now 767 people inside of my organization wow. and every single time anyone in my organization does a transaction the brokerage pays me a piece of that huh. so if I'm not doing deals and my team is and I'm helping and supporting them which is what I've always wanted to be now is the woman behind the thousands I want to be the woman behind the thousands, millions, especially women. Yeah. I want to be that support, you know, like 
the woman behind the man. Well, why can't the woman behind the man also be the woman behind you sure. and help you and bring what I did for um, the empire, support infrastructure? Uh, why can't I bring that to my team and organization and help all these other empire builders create wealth through real estate? So, um, so I'm doing that just to show that anyone can come in and not know anything about that aspect of real estate and kill it and then bring in this the specialized mentors to to educate and teach and I have all that set up but I've really um, done an incredible job supporting my the the realtor the realtors in my organization um, that have joined our team our empire I, I think that's incredible, Lena. And again, the, the fact of the matter that you made the decision to align yourself in a very specific way, it speaks volumes. And the individuals that are fortunate enough to spend time with you, to join that empire that you're mentioning with the training, education, and tutelage, uh, they're extremely fortunate. And, and I think that ultimately it's that adage of just giving and serving and helping others grow along the way. But through such an incredible background of just knowledge. So that's huge just in and of itself. And because you give and serve so much that way, I know that you also have coursework that's involved. Um, now, some of it I'm assuming is for your, your empire and your organization, but others, just individuals can, can go and purchase and learn from you. How, what's, what's going on with your, your coursework and um, things along those lines? Well, I do a variety of things. I do um, quarterly uh, masterminds or whatever you want to, to categorize them as. The first one is Empire Mindset. It's in my studio, it's in my classroom in Miami. It's a two day event. We go through a workbook uh, that you write your answers down. So it's your blueprint. But really, how do you get the empire mindset? So that's the first one. The second one is dynamic relationships. This is understanding how do you how do you gauge? What are the red flags? How do I get along with people? How do I get along with my family members versus my business friends and associates? You know, how do I figure out the purpose of all these relationships and how do we all make them work so we're not fighting and working against each other? That's dynamic relationships. That's quarter two. Quarter three is master your money where I bring in Grant Cardone and other um, people inside of our organization to tell you and show you what we do and how we do that. Again, it's all the two-day workbooks. That's quarter three. And the fourth quarter at the end of the year is design your life. And that's actually about how to make it manifest into the physical universe. Manifest does not mean humana humana think on it. It means how do you actually make it appear? It means manifest means visible to the eye, it means to show up, to make known. So how do you do that? And again, you leave with that workbook. So I have an Empire Academy. That's one high value ticket. Wow. Uh, if a woman cannot afford that Empire Academy, it's, it's a smaller group. It's priced that way because I give individual attention okay. um, to my Empire Academy. Wow. If a woman cannot um, at this time afford those courses. What I do is I have the Empire Essentials, which is a 75 segment online course that they can access on their own time. I have a special running right now, the holiday season. It's usually 
uh, I think a $1,900-ish program that I have listed right now for $270. It's huge. It's, um, it's at elenacardone.com forward slash holiday. If anyone wants to take advantage of that, I'll have that up and running for uh, a little bit. And then that comes down at the, at the new year and it's not back up again until this holiday season. So if they want that, go grab that. And hopefully what happens is I have a whole funnel of how we want to get people into the empire into the network i do a lot of free content so a woman can find me there and hopefully something in that content can help her and her finances and to come up uh, to the point where she can read a book my build an empire book it's on audio or i give it away for free you pay the shipping, she reads that and she's like, okay, I trust this woman, I want more. Then they come into the course, they do the 75 segments to really just get a basic essentials understanding yeah. of all the different component parts that I just mentioned. And then they can come up and in, into the Empire Academy. And from there, the sky's the limit. Then they can go off and do Cardone Enterprises or do they wanna invest in Cardone Capital with me on, on our real estate portfolio? Do they wanna know how to monetize from stages and wanna craft their story and be able to speak from stages? There's 10X stages or do they wanna come into 10X Health and really understand how to take care of their health or do they want to come in through Cardone Ventures where we can joint venture and scale their companies and grow it on a scale level? Um, the, that is really where I'm trying to, we, we're, the, we're the Amazon for the entrepreneur or for the woman that just wants to stay with the empire material, we have that option as well. So that's, that's the, transparency of everything that we're trying to do in order to hit our goal which is crazy but it keeps us focused and it keeps us fighting the good fight which is reaching eight billion people with the sole mission for them to be winning from our products and services that's that's what our mission is elena you're you're gonna do that and then some i have no doubt in my mind the the information that you give is just so incredible and again coming from the heart and really knowing your craft and how to help so many others and i know you've got to run i know you're extremely busy but i do want to ask you one last thing before we wrap it up today going down the line and you know we've just kind of expressed some of your journey of life thus far if you could go back in time mm and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you say to young Elena? And, and it's not to say to change something, but this advice is more reflecting to the audience who's listening right now. W what advice would you give to yourself in life and business? Oh man, oh, in life and business? In, well, anywhere, in, life, in anywhere. business. I, I would have talked to my 14 year old self and I would have said, life sucks it hurts it's painful you're a vessel shell of a human being right now mm. you experience the tragic loss of your best friend so i acknowledge that mm -hmm. however she would want to see you win because anyone who truly loves you wants to see you win they don't want to see you sad and ruin your life that's not an homage to them so 
you are going to feel sad and it is a feeling, but that is not who you are. And you are meant for greatness. You're destined for greatness. You have the ability to empower women in the world with your story. So get on with it. And even though you feel like a shell, you've got to start self-enhancing. You've got to start becoming strong and taking the step and be the best friend to yourself and stop all the self-inval and stop with the drinking and the drugging and, and pick your friends wisely and don't care about fitting in and who says what or who thinks what. This is your life. You're meant for greatness. Go create it now. Stop all the BS that you think you need to go through because you're so sad and devastated. I get it but move on and go be the real you. Oof, goosebumps, Elena, goosebumps. I mean, it's so good though. It, it, it's you, you were literally having a moment speaking to your 14 year old self, but th that's, that advice is for so many tuning in right now. It, it, it's insane how people go through life and there's excuses and hardships that we all face. You know, there's good, bad and ugly and everything in between, but to have that mentality and mindset and the strength to, to get moving and to inspire others along the way. That's huge. You do that. And then some Elena, this is huge. I, I love it. Absolutely love this episode. Incredible. Anything you, you want to do it, you can win. You can do it scared. As my friend Lisa Copeland says, you can do it in fear. You can do it in pain, hmm. but just do it. Wow. You know, Production is the basis of morale. The more that you can do and start to accomplish, the more you can heal and the more, you know, purpose you have. Stay on the mission and, and you can create the life that you deserve and are really entitled to. Stop being greedy. Stop, uh, you know, hoarding all of your talent and invalidation from preventing me from getting you who you really are. So it's, it's time to share yourself with the world because when you deprive me of you, I lose an opportunity to be better for having known you. And that is greedy. Wow. Wow. Truly inspiring, Elena. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I, you taking the time to do this and share your story, share your journey, all this advice and information, uh, I, it's invaluable to me and to the audience and special place in my heart for sure for this episode. Huge, huge stuff. I, I have to dub you an official real estate titan, Elena. So that is a <laughs> badge of honor you can wear forever. There's no uh, plaques or trophies, as I say, but it is in your heart forever. An official I, real I estate I felt titan. it. Thank you. <laughs> so it's there. But um, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, Elena. You're incredible. You're amazing. And I definitely can't wait to have another conversation with you in the future. Uh, this was just a blast. I can't thank you enough. Same. Thank you. Awesome. And everybody, thank you as always, your time and attention, your love and support. If you like your doing the Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the bell. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your real estate business to the highest of levels with leading edge digital marketing, visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We're live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Elena. Bye.